got to stand up strong Take the truth about themselves To understand what went wrong I know we can find a way I know we can find a way I know we can find a way Stand up Stand up Stand up Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Good morning. Welcome to the third hour of the show today. There are two lines open at 888-7753-773. 888-77-JESSE. J-E-S-S-E. My biblical question for this week The biblical question, why do you take sides? Why do you take sides? That's the biblical question. Let me type my producer note. Hold on. Um, That's the biblical question. Why do you take sides? We have every way that you can watch and support the show listed on Jesse Lee Peterson dot com slash show jesse lee peterson dot com slash show and if you're out and about anywhere in the world anywhere you can listen to the show on your iphone or ipad by calling 641-793-1500 that's 641-793-1500 one five zero zero, and don't forget to follow us on Rumble. dot com slash Jesse Lee Peterson and Instagram. dot com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. All right, Instagram. dot com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. Ring the bell, hit the like button, and all those good things. It is Friday. It's getting it off your chest day. It is. Whatever is on your mind, express yourself Friday. You Tom like a mug. You need to go to go to go to go and get yourself bleached because everything you say about black people and you're sitting up there looking like a tar baby. Uh, it might sound like a semantics argument, but he's a great alien. I wonder if he's been smoking pot. Imagine having to worry whether your son or daughter came home from walking down the street, playing in the park, or just driving a car. Come on, let's go! Race war! Race war? Come on, Bill! Race war! <laughs> Most of us in here have never had to have the talk. Ten rules of survival. Ten rules of survival if stopped by the police. The talk the brown and black parents have had to have with their children. Chicago is a city in crisis right now. But when the picturesque is replaced by images like these. (laughs) What are you talking about? I think you're messing with me. He's trying to grab my gun. He's trying to grab my gun. Imagine having to worry like that every single time. The kid got in a car. When I ask her how she finds the courage to carry on and speak out. The faith of God, she said her son was, quote, a beautiful soul, and something good will come of this. (laughs) The beautiful soul that cried out to mama while on the ground. Mama! Ma! Hey, ma! Not God, not daddy, but mama. My baby. My baby got a tattoo of me on his arm. Yeah, something good coming out of it, all right. <laughs> Amazing. So listen, before I get back to the phones, I wanted to have a quick conversation with my experts about something. And that is, um, I noticed of late that a lot of people are loners. Loners. 
They don't have any friends. Their family members don't love them. And they're loners, L-O-N-E-R-S. And so I want to know from my experts, are you a loner? And if so, why? And if not, why not? Because a lot of people are. I was talking to someone the other day, a grown person who happened to be a male, and and I said, I noticed you don't ever have, you don't have, nobody, you always by yourself. I never see you talking to anyone or anyone. They said, well, I'm a loner. I was like, wow, that's interesting. And I wanted to ask them why, but I didn't get a chance to. So my expert is Hassan, the audio engineer over here for the Jesse Lee Peterson Show, and Nick, the anchor baby and the host of Nick Stream on YouTube on Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And Hake, another expert on the Jesse Lee Peterson Show and the host of the Hake, H-A-K-E, report.com, Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific time. So, Hassan, are you a loner? I am. You are. And what is a loner? Someone that... uh I suppose enjoys being alone, but not lonely. And so, why are you a loner? How did that happen to you? Um, it's interesting. I don't know. I just, I guess, I don't know. I I think that I've always been able to like just entertain myself, even as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, even worse, because I was in the imagination. You were lonely as a kid? I was, and I was fine with it. Really? I, I, I was fine with it. Come I, back to your mic, Jesse. Really? Yeah. I was fine with it then, I'm fine Thank with it Ma. now. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome, son. <laughs> <laughs> so much personality. What do you want from me? So you had so much personality that you didn't need friends? I enjoy my own company. So as a kid, did you have friends in school and things like that? Yeah, a little bit. And did anyone ever ask you or say anything to you as a kid or a teenager or an adult? Why are you a loner? loner? Yeah, people say it now. Really? Yeah. And, and, and is there something wrong with being a loner? I think in people, to me, no. But I think to people it looks like, you know, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be something wrong with this person, like, you know. And I used to think that when people would be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you, why are you not like that? I'd be like, maybe it's because I don't like people or maybe because <laughs> I am hard to maybe, I don't know. I would question myself then and be like, maybe I'm hard to get along with or maybe I, you know, and maybe it's true. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Are you, and so are you a loner? I think so. Really? And why do you think you, what is a loner to you? Well, I mean, I've, I really more to just like enjoying my alone time. But you were saying it's like someone that no one likes you, your friends and family don't like you. My family don't like me. <laughs> my mama don't like you. And she likes everyone. And so are you a loner? I think so, yeah. Have you always been a loner? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, what is a loner? I grew up kind of like that, but it changed over time because. Growing up, it was different than it is now. And growing up, what I saw as a loner was, I don't know, I just didn't make, I, I, I didn't get along. It's not that I didn't get along with people, but I didn't like, um, I wasn't outgoing or, or reached out. Uh, I kept to my to myself. And I think it was because of a number of things. One is we moved around a lot, like a lot. So, so you know, I was always in a new situation. It was almost like every year in a new school situation and it was if i reflect it was fear it was it was just a new situation and 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 i was also mad that we were moving around you're mad that you were moving around so much yeah so i always felt like the outsider always felt like yeah i always felt like an outsider like and like people like like i didn't fit in and and i actually remember one time in a new school a new situation happened again and I was just alone at recess. And I remember this teacher trying to force other kids to be my friend. 
And she was like, go play with him. Like, be his friend. And that made me way more mad. Like, Oh, it did? Yeah, because I was like, stop forcing me. I'd rather be alone instead of being forced to be friends with someone. And were you, did you, were you in the military or something? That's why you moved No, so no. We were just immigrants. <laughs> you were immigrants? Yeah. You were on the run? Pretty much. No, I'm <laughs> exaggerating. The police. <laughs> in America for a couple of years, you know, moving around a lot in yeah. Florida and all that. But then also... Sometime in my childhood, pretty young, like nine, ten years old, we went up to Canada. And then that was a whole mess because I was in Boston for a little bit in this like house called Viva La Casa, which was where you stayed there while you get your papers all set up before you go to Canada. And so I was in some weird school there and it was all these like bad kids. And then we went up to Canada and then I was like in, in a bunch of different cities like year after year. Because we were moving around a lot, and it was a different school every time. And so as an adult, are you a loner? I still kind of consider myself a loner. Oh, yeah? But not in the, like— You don't seem to be a loner. You seem to be, like, friendly with everybody. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see— Talkative and everything. But you are a loner? I think so. And, and what you're saying is interesting because I've, I've mentioned this before, and people don't agree or don't believe me. Like how, That like, you're a loner? Right. Uh. But I still kind of see myself in the same way because— but not so much in the fearful way growing up, but just in the sense that I I just love my alone time. I, I'm fine with with or without people. Oh, and I I, I really enjoy just my favorite thing in the world doing really by myself. And <laughs> uh, as a loner, Hassan, did you cry a lot? And do you cry a lot? <laughs> um, did I cry a lot? No. Did you cry sometime because you were a loner? No, actually, Nick just sparked something in that because I think the first time, like maybe middle school, when kids start doing uh, drugs or drinking or doing stuff like that. Middle um, school. <laughs> I went. To, I went to, they I, were doing that in middle school. He was a bad kid. I mean, I went, yeah, I went to. No wonder you read like Joel. <laughs> you but, out there smoking pot? No, but that's the thing. I never. I I've never done a drug or never drank. And, really. And. At that moment, I realized that was the first moment of like being kind of outcasted or alone. And I realized that I loved this is probably ego, but whatever that feeling was of being against the uh, norm or the the majority, I just loved whatever that was. <laughs> hmm. So I always my whole life after that ran to that feeling like whatever was just the opposing thing well did you do underdog. like Nick when people try to make other people play with you and you play with them did that make you angry no no I never had that experience because <laughs> oh. I'm I was fine with um when I did interact with with kids I was like Tommy from the Rugrats I would galvanize and lead the I would always have to be <laughs> the person like I'd make up games and be like this is how we're doing it and people would just start doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know Tommy from the Red Ra- Rugrats? No. I don't know what the Rugrats is. <laughs> it's a cartoon. Uh, and so one last thing. So from childhood to now, being a loner, do you ever cry with you by yourself? Honestly, I've probably cried more like Jesus wept. Cried. Oh, Lord. everybody want to be like Jesus. <laughs> More as of— Jesus did not cry for that reason. Man. No, no, <laughs> not like that, though. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I've probably had more self-exploration uh, as of the past couple of years where I've had moments of wept. We- we- <laughs> I don't know. What's the qu- anyway, yeah. what's the question? What's the question? <laughs> Did you ever cry as a result of being a loner? I've I've wept in aloneness. But not because I'm alone, but I have cried in moments of aloneness. And so have you ever cried as a result of being a loner? As a result of being a loner? No, as a result of being a loner. No. No? Have you, Nick? <laughs> no. And from childhood to adulthood, oh, have you I can't cried, say I cried because you were lonely? You had nobody to play with, nobody wanted to play with you? 
I didn't really cry, and I still don't really do that. Uh, but but I, it wasn't a good feeling. It wasn't good, and I think that's why it stuck with me. But I maybe matured or whatever you want to call it. I haven't really thought fully on that. But it wasn't good. It was it was fear. It was. It was a sense of being misunderstood, and and I was angry too. I was like, I would get like mad. I would be like, "Leave me alone!" Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, and if, if it got too tough, right? I'd be like, "No, leave me alone." <laughs> um, and so it, something about that kind of stuck. Something about that, I guess you'd call it trauma. But um, Amazing. over the years, it's it's. I mean, you saying like, "Oh, you don't seem like look, you're so outgoing." But yet I've still kind of – yet I've kept something from that because I would consider myself in a sense a loner. Oh, okay. It's an interesting thing to think about that I haven't fully – can't give you the full words yet. Maybe if you go to Hake. Are you a loner, Hake? I'm a living being. I'm not a loner. Oh, Lord. I, som- <laughs> I sometimes – Are you holy people? <laughs> Let's go. He's observers. <laughs> Is he wrong? <laughs> I I do fall into lonerdom sometimes, loner – I think I'm more. I'm a loner more often than not. I would say. And what's a loner? Perhaps too much. What's a loner? A loner is when someone who prefers who prefers to be alone rather than with people. And why is that? Uh, for me, it was or has been. Um, it's more comfortable by myself, and it's different. You're not really alone, like what Bill said in church over the last Sunday right. that you're not really alone because you're talking to yourself with your thoughts and Satan. You have a shadow with you, as we were saying. Yeah. So you're, it's not real aloneness, but it's more comfortable, definitely, because when people are around you, like you're thinking about what they're thinking of what they're, how they see you, and it's less comfortable. It's more challenging being around people. So you more, and they want to do something or say something, and I don't feel like talking st- stuff like that. Go oh, ahead. and so you're more comfortable by yourself than you are in a crowd or with people or with right? Someone. Yeah, really? definitely. Because of what reason? Because I don't have much demands on myself, or I can do whatever I want. But other people may have like be demanding in some way. Even just their presence is kind of a, a demand. And it's taxing on my energy, <laughs> taxing on my mind. And and were you that way as a kid too, a loner? Uh, at times, for sure. Cause, I mean, I grew up with it was five of us kids, and then cousins and stuff. And then the cousin who was my age was a girl, so I didn't really want to hang out with her. And so, like, I would play with them, but they were kind of alienating at times because I was the youngest for a while. And so I didn't really like them sometimes. So I want—I preferred to be alone. I, I, like I relished the moments that I got alone, oftentimes. And so, did you ever cry as a loner? Not like from, nobody liked me. All like I can't play with nobody. I hate everybody. No, I—I I always liked some people, and I never cried from being lonely. I, in fact, I never cried in my life, not even as a baby. But, but I. Remember that fourth and fifth grade story where I was like all broken up over that that girl that I liked? Right. That was like the only reason for maybe like wanting to cry even though I never did. Or maybe like one time when my my cat got shot. But but oh, I will say cat. if no, I never cried ever. Oh. But if you <laughs> But if you Gotta cry. It's best to cry alone, I say, rather than in front of people in the world. One last question about this, and we got to move on. Um, so, are you, why is it taxing to be around people? And is that a normal way of being? I would say it's not normal. I would say it's common, and I think it's All even right. more common nowadays because you can kind of immerse yourself in like the these these machines that we have, phones and stuff. Uh, because people have social anxiety. Well, what do I have to do with you? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
like I said, people are more challenging. Like they want to talk or they, or you feel like you're supposed to talk to them maybe, <laughs> or they want to do something. You Then you have to like say no or, or say yes, even though you don't want to. It's, but you don't have to. I know, but it's, but I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's a little bit more of a pain dealing with people, and you have to like it's like an exercise dealing with people. Basically, and so you feel the same way. It's taxing no. being around people. That's you why like, you feel like you have to talk or you have to respond. You have to say something. Uh, there's some of that, but I've gone pretty much over that. I like sitting in silence sometimes and. And the person's like getting uncomfortable, and I could tell it, and I just want to see what they do about it. Uh, because I'm fine sitting people. in silence. It does. It messes with people. He likes to mess with people. I do like to do that. But that's a good way because he's testing himself too to see where he is. Yeah. yeah. And so it's still kind of there yeah. where I'm like, oh, that's, you know, I want to say, but you know, I stop myself. And I like seeing what happens with the silence because I'm fine sitting in silence. But I can't, that's why the word loner is interesting to talk about it because I can't quite relate to. Oh, rather being alone than with people. I don't. I really enjoy my alone time, but I'm. When I was growing up and coming out of the weird anxiety and like all moving around a lot, I noticed that I made friends pretty quickly, and and I noticed that I started going through the stuff that I guess everybody else did when they were younger. Kind of later for me, I got too into friends, and I'm like, oh, these are oh wait, and then kind of like learning social skills. And um, so I was fine, and I still am fine with people around them or not. But I've seen people such a loner that they can't even look at you and say hello. They'll say it, but they have to quickly look away. <laughs> it's such loners. Are you, last question about this, do you feel, as James said, taxed? Taxed. Around people at times? Like you feel like you got to communicate or you got to smile or you got to say hi, or you got to, got to? No. You never feel that way? I mean, I probably have in certain situations, but it's been a long time and very few times where I felt like I had to act like I was running for office. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What the? Real fast, why do you take sides? The biblical question. These are my experts. Why do you take sides? Well, I guess like most of these questions, I didn't really think about it until you asked it. But uh, I guess recently I don't anymore. Um, I can honestly say that I really don't that that much anymore. But I guess why I did was, yeah, just kind of like what you say about how we jump from we jump from thing to thing or identity to identity. It's like just because we agree with a certain point of view, we're kind of still maybe jumping to a group think. And that's not always good either. But before you heard me say that, why were you taking sides? I guess because, yeah, I guess because I was like, wow, these people know what's up and I'm going to team up with them to go against the people that we think (laughs) don't know what's up. And it's just like silly because it's it becomes the, you know, the two egos fighting kind of and we just become the same. Why do you take sides, Nick? Anchor baby. Um. Because I identify and think the sign is right. <laughs> you know, I I find my now kind of examining myself and paying attention. I find I always take a side because I miss that like first knee jerk reaction. I miss it, and um, and I'm like, like let's say I see a video of a of a of a man and a woman fighting. I'll be scrolling down Twitter or something, and they're yelling, and I'm like. What does she do, huh? They never say what they say about the woman, huh? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know what happened in that situation. Right. I don't, and I'm, I can, I, as I can examine myself and be a little bit, put a little space and be like, okay, don't take a side. But that's still there. It's kind of like a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. And I think that happens. This question is good because it makes you examine belief and 
and we just believe things and that's different than seeing things for what they are and this happens a lot both sides democrats republicans conservatives whatever they'll just they'll just have like a tribe and they'll like maybe see the truth in some things but then they just kind of assume everything else just because your side believes it or something like that why do you say size hake um it's like habit like it seems like it's what you're supposed to do without even thinking about it it <laughs> just comes natural naturally and also like pride like i'll get sucked into taking a side because let's say <laughs> i'm not that into being white team white but the blacks will the blacks gotta. <laughs> are so into being black that they'll start attacking me as white and I'll find myself like defending the whites or something like that. So like they I get pulled in by other people's I get pulled in by I guess judging the other people's uh blindness. I get pulled into the same blindness sometimes with the pride. Yeah. And like what he said with like little incidents that you see on uh, viral videos on Twitter or, where, or right. wherever else. It's so tempting. And I think it, I don't, I don't know if it's even tempting. It's just automatically do it <laughs> to uh, pick a side kind of thing. And it's sort of like what Hassan was saying about being a loner. He just wants to be different. Just go against the people who are jumping <laughs> on the trend. If they're jumping on the trend of defending the woman, I'll be like anti that. Amazing. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Amazing. My experts, folks. I'll put my little two cents in on something. Thank you. There is one more super chat, just FYI. Okay. What is it? Uh, I'll let Hassan read it because he's more entertaining to, for reading. Oh, he's black. Oh, black is just so entertaining. Yes. <laughs> right now? Yeah. Super chat. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know the- why I did that sound. <laughs> um, all right. It's part of the entertainment. On D-Live with a diamond from Eli Zhe. Isn't voting in politics choosing sides? Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. <laughs> in your face. Thank you. <laughs> well, the question is, why do you take sides? It doesn't say you should or should not. I rest my case. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. That's food for thought. Okay, thank you. Thank That's you. all for now. Amazing. I appreciate it. Let me go quickly to Ron. Oh, would you talk about it now? I forgot real fast. Oh, the hate. The blacks. You talking about the blacks? Yeah, it's Black History Month, and we love black people. This is Black History Report, Month? If we love everybody. What's Black History Month? This yeah, February. It's corny. Is but it? I've been celebrating. I've been honoring it with a black-type song every morning at the beginning. Really? Mm-hmm. What? Uh, well, early afternoon for the people on the East Coast and further. I heard a couple of those songs, but I didn't understand them. Oh, yeah. He was scatting. That's black. <laughs> Shuby Taylor. Well, it was running in my head. So you're celebrating black history, Mark? Huh? You're celebrating black Yeah, yeah, big time. Everybody really? says jazz uh-huh. is black, but it's debatable. It's actually white. What? I it's everybody says jazz is black, but it's debatable. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, we don't it's need white. to get into that. It uh, could very well be. All right, guys. Thank y'all. The Hate Report at nine a.m. eleven a.m. Pacific time. Thank you. Right after my show at the top of this hour. Thank you, guys. Uh huh. I'm 32 years old now, and I've been I've been clinically depressed since I was 17 years old. 
And ever since I started listening to you a couple of months ago, bro, I don't even need to hear the word depression. I don't even care about that because that's not anything that I identify with anymore. Nice. I'm 100% cured. I'm 100% better because I've been listening to the Jesse Lee Peterson show. And I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate you. And I just can't even, you know, begin to tell you how much I really appreciate the things that you're doing for young men. Young men need to hear this. And young men need to know this message that you're delivering because it's important. It's vital to their lives, Jesse. I just wanted to let you know that, man. That's amazing. I mean, you made my day, man. When I hear one soul has returned to the Father, it's like a thousand. It's better than silver and gold. So God bless you, man. Okay, so I'm being told that phone system problem is our internet service provider. Many customers are having issues. Problem resolved. Thank you, guys. Um, the hate report coming up at the top of this hour. And don't forget, a brand new episode of The Father State at 12 noon today from 12, at 12 noon Pacific time. And then you don't want to miss it. And then at 4 p.m., Nick Stream. At 4 p.m. Pacific Time, Nick Stream on YouTube there. So check it all out. All right? Uh, I want to go to Jada. We're going to try to squeeze in as many calls because we were having issues with the phone earlier. Let me go to Jada, our first-time caller out of Sweet Home, Alabama. Jada, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, Jada. Jesse. Hello? How's it going? Is this Jada? No, this is Frederick from Los Angeles. Y'all having phone problems, but I want to answer the biblical question. Hold on, on, man. I think I hit the wrong line. I'm trying to get to Jada out of Alabama. It says Jada from Alabama. I'll come back to you, though, so don't hang up. Ron... Out of Texas. Ron, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, Uncle Jesse, how's it going? All this well, Ron. Hey, uh, one thing, make it real quick. Do you find it concerning that uh, Ron DeSantis is working with the Dominion voting machine lawyers? No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's working with them. I don't know what, in what capacity, but he's definitely working with them. And I think once this gets out, he might not even run for president. And how did you find out that he was working with them? Oh, uh, I, I heard oh, uh, Mike Lindell. He was talking about it last night. Oh, okay. The, uh, my pillow guy. My pillow. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that at all. I didn't know about that, but we'll check into it. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. Is it Jano or not, Nick? But it says Jada here still. Who? Okay, let me go to Gabriel, a first-time caller out of Florida. Uh, Gabriel, welcome to the show. You're on the air, Gabriel. Gabriel? Okay, we're still having problems here. Still being told, not internet service, but phone service problem. All right. I'm going to put Gabriel on hold here. Oh, so it's on their end, the phone service end, not our end, our side of the world. Let me try Elizabeth out of... uh, California. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hi. Hey, Elizabeth. Somebody, somebody stole our duck from the farm last night. Nice. Yesterday. 
And now my heart, like I didn't sleep at all. And then now that's triggering everything you're talking about today. Like I have 11 animals and a horse. And I really believe since I've been listening to you about this, that they really dislike me because I feed them. I get that. But why do they lure me in? And now I'm devastated on a, a little duck that was really special, actually. Why do who lure you in? The animals lure me in. I capture, I feed all the But birds. the animals did not lure you in. You would done that because you're in an animal state. Nat- How do you uh, break it? Animal nature. And you think that they're luring you in. Is you doing it to yourself because you into your thoughts and emotions? Okay, how do I break this curse? Because it's serious. And when you say it's serious, what do you mean? I like have eleven animals. I feed fifty crows every day and fifty pigeons, and I have like all of these farm animals. I mean, it's just it's really um, overwhelming because I'm so. Well, you overcome it. You overcome it by seeing that you have the wrong relationship with animals or anyone or anything, and the fact that you see it and don't deny it, then seeing it will cause you to overcome it. Are you doing the silent prayer? Oh, absolutely. That's probably why I'm able to agree with you. But the problem is, is that when you're around people, they always break your heart. So I just got rid of all the people and just started, you know, spending my whole life. And so you you started treating animals like people? Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, I think they have, like, I feel so much pain for every little creature. I mean, it's bizarre. Amazing. Well, just watch it, knowing that you want to overcome it, and you will. Okay. Don't don't buy into all the loss of the duck and all that. Yeah. Say, oh, well, poor duck. Right. Let that go. Wow. All right. Okay, I'll try. Thank you. Have (laughs) a great day. All right. You too. Have a good weekend. You All right. 888-775-3773. Richard out of Baltimore. There's a line open, folks. We're going to get to as many calls as possible here. Richard. Hey, Richard. Hey, Richard. hey uh, can you hear me? No. Yeah, yeah, can you Yeah, can you hear me? No, I, I can't hear you. Up. Okay. Right. No, I hear you, Richard. I'm playing. Yeah, okay, 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 that's good. Yeah, I can hear you is, asking me, can I hear you? Yeah, yeah, my yeah, my my question was about um like, you know, the the blacks they always talk about these reparations and stuff, they're like, Well, we built your country and you owe us everything. But I look into the history of it and the United States government starting in eighteen forty created a country in Africa called Liberia that was just for black slaves, so anybody who wanted to rule themselves could go there or they could stay here. It was up to their choice. So if the slaves helped us build our country and we built them a country in return, how is anybody even justifying reparations at all? I mean, to me, it's been paid. And they, they were subsidizing the trips back and forth from 1840 to 1932. And I hear for, that. For I don't know if it's true or not, but I hear that those people, those blacks who went over there, they're starting wanting to come back here because over there it's not working. They were not able to run yeah. the town, the country. Well, they had two civil wars and and they and and they had some problems. But even when they were over there after the U.S. Civil War, they hired a lot of the plantation owners that lost all their land to help them build their plantations and run their slaves. They just recreated the same the same system, and it was very it was prosperous for quite some time. It, you know, it yeah. was, they, they made a lot of money for, for quite a while. Well, um, one thing for sure, and without a doubt, without a doubt, no doubt at all, the last thing this country owed black people is reparations. America doesn't owe black people anything. It's time yeah. that the blacks, the blacks stop whining and blaming and begging and start to figure out how can they give back to America rather than taking from the country and not giving back what they can do for the country and stop begging what the country can do for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, because, you you know, it's like, you know, you get the feeling in some some areas and stuff, like even in Baltimore, you get the feeling that, that basically society's not making any, any money. They're not off of the, off of the, the individuals there because they're so dysfunctional, you know, they can't even, they're essentially, they're, they're, 
Black people are so bad off that they need the talk. They don't even know what to do when stopped by the cops. Somebody have to tell them that when you're stopped by the cop, don't jump out of the car. They never had a father in the home. But still, even if they're raised by a woman, they still need to know Common sense, and when you stop by the cop, you don't jump out the car, you don't run, you don't pull out weapons, you don't try to fight with yeah. the cop. Well, Richard, that's, that's true. I appreciate your call, but even if the police make a mistake and they wrongfully arrest you, if you do nothing wrong during that arrest, yeah. you can sue them and get money. Yeah. So these people who resist arrest, they're not just putting their lives in danger, they're throwing away a cash settlement, too, which strikes me as the dumbest possible thing. Thing. I mean, I, 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 for the life of me, cannot understand why you would deliberately fight with someone that has a gun and the right to use it. Because they're not thinking for themselves. Richard, thank you, but I got to run because of time. Play uh, uh, clip 10-4. This little boy, out of total innocence, is being honest. And it's funny. And I just want you to see it. It's real short. Little boy comments, oh, little boy commits America's gravest, greatest, graviest sin. This is from TikTok. A social media influencer asked a little white boy to choose between bas- baseball and Black History Month. Hate would love this as he said he's celebrating Black History. What the? Watch this from TikTok. North. Or baseball. Baseball. Baseball over Black History, black history Month? Baseball. Why are you choosing that? What about black people? Because if... Because I don't like black people. <laughs> I tell you, nobody likes black people. Black people are so bad and no love, they're just making everybody not like them. And then they'll blame others for not liking them. When they're being bad. What the? <laughs> I don't like black people. Amazing. Let me go to Orlando, a first-time caller out of New Rochester, New York. Let's see here. Orlando, welcome to the show. You're yes, on the sir. air. Thank you. Yes, sir. Oh, I just uh, wanted to comment on uh, that uh, from your previous shows where you mentioned that the uh, Woman should submit to the man. I agree. I agree 100% with you. But on the other side of the coin, there's been times when God has used a woman where there was no choice for a man to step up to the plate. Like, for instance, in the time of Esther. Esther intervened, and she walked in on the king with all the king's men knowing that she could be beheaded just for coming through the door. And she still went in and she intervened for all the Hebrews, you know. And also... Was her husband there? Yes, her husband was the king. So her husband was leading her to do that? No, her husband did not lead her to do he that. He influenced her to do it? It was God. Did it her was husband, God that led her to do that. Did her husband influence okay. her to do it? Which God overrode Orlando. her husband. Orlando, did her husband influence her to do it? Hello? Did her husband influence her to do that? No, her husband did not influence her to do that. And your point about that he is what? In What's your point God about it? God intervened. God what? influenced her. What's your point that? about it? My point is that sometimes God overrides the man's authority. Does God have authority over the husband? Does God have yes, authority? Yeah, God has authority over the husband, and the husband has yes, authority so over the man. Sometimes. Sometimes the God husband has authority over the authority all. of the husband Orlando. and gives the woman Orlando. A, a task to perform. Orlando, yes, the man has authority over all women. Yes, 
but sometimes God intervenes and makes exceptions. I'm not and sure if that story you is You can't tr- reject the fact that God used the love of a wo- of a mother as an example of his love towards all of us. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Mothers don't have love. Well, uh, a good God-fearing woman does. You have never met uh, one. Well, then you're you're around the wrong people. Maybe you no, should I say ask you God. Have, you have yes. never met a good God-fearing woman in your whole life. Well, uh, I uh, I I have met women. You've never met a so-called walk with the Holy Spirit. No, you haven't. You've and, never met that. And when she comes into the room, you could feel the presence of God walking right along. With no, that's the presence and of would the even devil. Make you submit, Orlando. Just not because of the woman. But because of the Holy Spirit. That no, can, that's all that made up. That's her. not true. Oh, well, you haven't run across it. And you and haven't either. You haven't either. Orlando, Orlando, you haven't either. You never ran across that. It's been all fake. All right. Well, I pray that God will reveal it to you where you would pass through the same exact experience. All right, so thank you. then you would know for a fact. Would you ever let a woman rule? O- would you ever let a woman rule over you? No. Why not? No, I would not let a woman rule over. Why not? Me. But why not? But why not? Because I agree with you. I agree with what the Bible says. Are you black or Hispanic? To be a helper. Uh, what does that have to do with it? Uh, I, I want to it, help me understand your thinking. Are you black or Hispanic or both? I would address myself as the Bible addresses myself. No, not as a I word. am a Gentile. I, so You're I, either a Jew or or a Gentile. Amazing. And that's, that's the only thing that the Bible describes me as. Right on. We're all the son of Adam. Nice. So this, that you're white, that you're black, that you're this, that you're that, Hispanic, Chinese, this and that, that's all things that man comes up I with. I bet you would never marry the vision. Hey, Gentile, I bet you would never marry a black woman. Oh, that's not true. No, you that's would never marry true. a black woman. You ain't that crazy. All right. Let me tell you, I am crazy because <laughs> I would go from a, a salsa a Spanish club, walk across the street to the all-black club and dance with four or five black women. And when I was 15-year-old, my girlfriend was a 30-year-old black woman with four kids. Whoa. All right? See, I told so, you, I bet so you never would marry. that I would not date you would never marry, marry a black woman. You would never marry a black woman. That's not, that's not true. Well, why have you done because it? Why have you done I wouldn't it? marry a woman. I would not uh, use the color of a woman's skin to decide whether I would marry. That so woman. then, why did you walk across the street to a black club and dance with a black woman with children? No, no, You're, it's two different events. Oh, okay. All right. Orlando, I, I got to run, buddy. The black I club across the street and dance. And I would not have any problem with anybody. You, I bet As a you matter would, of fact, you, I, bet you I would have three one. drinks at the bar at the black club where I wouldn't get what in the up? Spanish club. I bet you wouldn't <laughs> marry one, though. Oh, that's not necessarily true. If I find one like Candace Owens, oh, my Lord. You, you I, can... I, I would run to the, the altar. Amazing. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Thank you, Orlando. I appreciate it. Let me go to Karen. Our first time a call out of Texas. Karen, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hello? Hey, Karen. Hello? Hey. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I was listening to the biblical question. Why do you, why do you take sides? Stay with your phone. <clears throat> I take sides? Well... Uh, back in the day, I I did, but now it's like I don't care anymore to take sides. 
it's either the person's moral or the person's wicked. You know, there's always two sides to the equation, right? So now I just don't care. So you don't take sides now at all? I don't care to take any sides. I just don't care. I'm I'm getting in the middle of people's stuff. I just don't care. So, uh, uh, Karen, your phone went out a little bit. So now you don't take sides at all? Yeah, I just don't get in the middle of anybody's stuff. I just don't care anymore to take sides. So you do not take sides? Not anymore. It's useless. And why I just were, don't care. Why were you doing it before? Uh, because I was on the moral side. I wanted to be, like, the mediator, like, Who's right? Who's wrong? You shouldn't say this to this person. <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah. the end of the day, what is absolute anyway? The only thing that's absolute to me is God. Amazing. I just don't take sides anymore. Thank yeah. You. So I just, yeah. And another question I have is, um, you mentioned like, okay, I get the Bible principle when it says, but can you help me to understand what do you mean by man is head of woman? Like, over woman, is that in a dictatorship, or is that like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, God Head created, the, the perfect order of God is God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. And the man, yeah, but should, what does that mean? The man should lead the woman because it's not in her nature to lead, and she cannot see her way clear if the light of the earthly father is out or the man she's with, or men, period. So they really but how need... Can, how, how can a man lead a woman? Do you mean by dictator control? Yes. Like, I need to understand what you mean. Right. So you mean control. Yeah. Is he it should, management or is it dictatorship? He, he, dictatorship. He shouldn't give her any lead at all because if he does, she goes out of control. But do you know we have a... a, a, a a deficit of men that are not leaders, they're not stepping up. I know, you're and then, right. Men. And that's why, so how the, do we that's, why the world, that's why the world is falling apart, because the men are not leading, and the women are taking over, and they are creating hell on earth. Yeah, but is it a woman's fault that they step up when the man is not stepping up? Well, you speak it, about, it's the you woman's speak to the fault. Man, tell them to step up more? It's the woman's fault in that it's the mother to blame for recreate the children her image and the kids have okay. lost their way. She turned them away from the father, but it's the man's fault as an adult that they okay. find out what happened so they can return to the father. Now, what if the father is spreading his seeds everywhere, not taking responsibility, just leaves the woman, just player. He's a, a, what do you call this? A man slut, a slut maker, slut man or whatever. a slut maker. Yeah. A, yeah. He's a slut maker and he's just, Spreading his seeds all over. Is, is the woman still the blame of him being promiscuous and him not taking responsibility? No, it's his fault. It's his fault as an adult. He needs to understand that because of his identity with his mother, the woman is his God. All men hate their mothers. All men. And all women hate their really? mothers. Yeah, and all women hate their mothers as well. What about the fathers? What about the fathers? Don't you, isn't it too? No, they're yearning for the fathers. They're not hating the father. They're yearning for the father. Hello? Oh, she's gone. No, men, women, and children don't hate their fathers. They are yearning for the fathers, and they hate the mothers. Um, okay, um, what was her name? Karen? Karen, call me back. Your phone hung up. Drew, Drew, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Yes, sir, Jesse. How are you? Uh, all is well. Real fast. We're running out of time. Yeah, so the guy who called and talked about Esther was wrong. Esther was actually subject to her uncle named Mordecai. And what God did through Esther was done through the council of Mordecai. So Mordecai and Esther were in a foreign kingdom. They had their own gods, but Mordecai never bowed to those gods. Esther always came to Mordecai for advice, and eventually God was able to free the Israelites from that kingdom because of the faith of Mordecai. Amazing. I knew this story about it. I knew this story about Esther wasn't true, and that the, not at all. The people using it trying to make women be stronger than men, and it's not true. Not at all. Amazing. Thank you, man. I, I wish yes. I had more time to deal with this, but I'm out of time. But thank you for that. 
problem. Take care. All right, buddy. I am out of time. The Hake Report is coming up now. The Hake Report. Dot com And Karen, I didn't hang up on you. Something happened there. I heard the click, but I didn't know you were gone. Call me back on Monday if you like, Karen. And I'll see you at church on Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Go to rebuildingaman.com slash church. And Nick stream today at 4 p.m. on YouTube there at the Fallen State at 12 noon. TheFallenState.tv. Become your own man. Become your own woman. Be still and know God. Let the truth catch up with you, all right? Become your own man, your own woman. Phone call us. I'm out of time. Steven out of Kansas City. And those calls that are hanging up, I'm out of time. I had to get on the track one time. Joel Friday here. Look, stand up, stand up, we got fighting to do We gotta show him who boss, he put a viking in you He put that lightning in you, igniting the truth But you beg and blame and lie and hate and never wanna stand for the truth So what you planning to do, you understand in the loop You better go talk to your mama, better stop all the drama, better drop all the trauma Boy, you better stand up and up Put your hand up and hut Cause if you don't then we lose and then we gotta hear the fake news Whoa Here's what I recommend. I invite you to download my silent prayer, and I want you to start doing it. You just download it, get the points of how to do it, and then after a while, you just do it on your own. It's going to point you in the right direction that your life will be returned to you from God. He will give you your life back because anyone and all people who has anger, they're not themselves. You are the person that you are angry at. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself so that you can see who you're angry at. And if you're doing the hooping and hollering prayers and things like that, some people get up, oh, praise the Lord, hooping and hollering, bless my mama, bless my daddy. Continue to do it. Do both. You will see if you want to stay with the hooping and hollering or do you want to be still and know God. So my gift to you, no charge, at rebuildingtheman.com slash church. So I asked the question, are you better than a child molester? I've discovered over the 30 years of counseling, the one thing that's missing, the one thing that's missing, and I think because it's not taught in the homes or talked about, we don't have examples of it, right? Is love. Our theme this year is to bring back Christianity to love God with all our heart, soul, and might, our neighbor as ourselves, and uh, to endure. And there, when you're in a fallen state, people will judge the molester but think they're better than the molester. And I ask, well, why do you think you're better? When I realize it doesn't matter what you think about yourself or how much you have or don't have or how you accomplish things in life or don't, if you have no love, you have nothing.
Peterson Show, guys. Thank you, JLP. Hassan and Nick making it happen. The Hake Report is coming up next, guys. TheHakeReport.com.